You are listening to Building the Future, Green Building in the New Millennium, brought to you by SustainableHomesOfTheFuture.com. I'm your host, Ian Sollenberger, and this podcast is for anyone that wants to collaborate and learn more about how to design and construct energy-efficient buildings for an environmentally sustainable future. If you have questions about how to design and build with a lower environmental impact, or you'd like to come on our show as a guest, please email me directly at info at shf, that's sustainable homes of the future, shfbuild.com. Visit our website at shfbuild.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at shfbuild. Our mission with this podcast is to inspire you, our listeners, to go out and be sustainability advocates. Share these ideas so we can truly push this industry forward. We need each and every one of you to help us build the future today. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to our first official episode of Building the Future. Uh, my name is Ian Sollenberger. I am managing director of our sponsor, Sustainable Homes of the Future. And today, Ginger Matthews, our CEO, and I will be kicking off the discussion of how to design and construct greener, more energy efficient, and cost-effective buildings with our very first episode, the design charrette and the integrative process. Uh, In this episode, we're gonna introduce a novel idea called a design charrette and explore how this innovative, collaborative approach to design can help us advocate for sustainability and also adopt new ideas in the building industry. Uh, Folks, the reality is that innovation in design and construction is already here, okay? So we just have to use it. Um, Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to my co-host, Ginger Matthews. Uh, She is CEO of Sustainable Homes of the Future. Ginger, welcome. Well, hi, Ian. Glad to be here. And welcome, listeners. We're so glad to have you with us. Um, in this series, we're, we're so excited to show you it's possible to save the planet using green building techniques, cutting-edge methods, materials, exciting new technologies, all without forgetting the bottom line. So we are here to show you how. Nice. In today's episode, we'll talk about green building design charrettes and the integrated process, which is the important first step in working toward a collaborative design environment, uh, not a top-down one like the old-fashioned one. Uh, This gives you a chance to learn from other creative thinkers in the space and you end up with better, more innovative ideas in the industry. And a much greener, more sustainable building, and that's our Mm -hmm. goal. So a very different process from the traditional building. Tune in for future episodes where we cover sustainable architecture, my favorite, landscape design, energy and water management, sustainable materials, building technology, cost savings, green building certification, and so much more. Awesome. Uh, If you listen to my previous solo cast, then you already know that I'm passionate about the bigger sustainability conversation and figuring out how we can develop our land and cities without destroying ourselves and everything we love in the process. Um, so tell us, Jen, uh, Ian, what is the series about and who is it for? Good question. Our audience is anybody interested in mitigating the climate change uh, crisis, as well as people who are already in the building industry and want to help us usher in a new era of climate consciousness <clears throat> through green building. Uh, for example, obviously climate change activists, building owners, developers, architects, urban planners, Um, designers, contractors, tradespeople, literally everyone in the real estate space that's about to totally change. (laughs) Absolutely. 
Um, just some background uh, on the reason why we're doing this podcast series. Most people aren't aware, um, but 40% of the U.S. carbon emissions come from building and the maintenance of those buildings. And in fact, if cement manufacturing were a country, it would have the third highest carbon emissions in the world, just cement manufacturing. That's pretty astonishing. So an average house emits six tons of carbon per year. So climate change is happening quickly and carbon in the atmosphere is the villain. So what's the solution? We need to decarbonize fast, which is an essential thing for human ecosystem equilibrium and that's what sustainability is all about. And we'll talk a lot about this complicated issue in later episodes, so please stay tuned. Yeah, I mean, basically, we need to stop relying on fossil fuels, old, <clears throat> dirty building methods, and, and change to newer, cleaner alternatives. Um, we'll be using this podcast to really spell that out for our listeners um, and give examples of some of the current and future methods and technologies to do just that. Um, today, we'll be talking about the all-important design charrette, uh, the first step <laughs> in a novel design methodology called the integrative process. So remember those terms, the charrette and integrative process. There we go. Um, but first, uh, a little bit about us. Ginger, what led you to start a sustainable design and development company? Well, Ian, I'm a lifelong environmentalist, um, and I worked in the tech and the real estate industries for years as well. So I found myself with an opportunity to buy, design, and develop a single family property here in Santa Monica, and it just kind of... Uh, coalesced all my talents together. So I did extensive research and development on the best practices in the emerging green build space and adopted many of those practices and the design of the property and the business kind of just grew from there. So, That's awesome. So Ian, uh, what led you to be interested in the building industry? What's your specialty? Uh, my grandfather was a farmer. He built everything from homes to barns, churches, and then did quite a bit of relief work for uh, Habitat for Humanity and the American Red Cross in his retirement. So when he passed away a few years ago, I kind of got interested in the idea of building a home for myself someday. Um, I'm, I've always wanted to make a difference with what I do, and I'm fortunate enough to be a part of a really progressive community here in Santa Monica that's pushing the envelope when it comes to sustainability. Um, so grateful to be here uh, geographically, but really my position at Sustainable Homes of the Future was the catalyst for digging further into green design and construction, and, and it's allowed me to bring my love of communication, uh, networking, collaboration, creativity to the forefront while managing our various sustainability projects and try to keep up to speed. So it's been fun. Yes, it has been fun. We've been working together almost two years at Sustainable Homes of the Future, uh, green development and consulting. It's been a real eye-opener, that's for sure, Ian, mm -hmm. and game is changing fast, and I have to say, for the better. It continues to be a challenge kind of keeping up with this ever-evolving industry, um, but it's really rewarding to know that we're helping to push the industry forward at the end of the day. Um, so, Let's start our discussion about the charrette and integrative process, um, this groundbreaking collaborative process with an example project. Uh, we've been hired to come up with a design for an owner that has an acre of land um, and wants to build a sustainable mixed use building with residential units on top and commercial space on the first level. It's sort of an overview of, of you know, the, the parameters there. How do, we, how do we do that, Ginger? Well, Unlike the integrated process that we're talking about here and recommending, uh, the traditional design build method is very linear, very top-down process 
top heavy and top down. Um, the owner gives their list of ideas to the architect who passes his design on to the engineer who then draws it up to the contractor who relays the plans to some contractors who then actually do the actual work, but never the twain shall meet. Nobody actually really talks to each other in that process. And uh, it's very costly process in the long run because of that and it, and it results in a subpar design that's certainly an important thing uh, for sustainability and we want to be able to manage the environmental and health related building issues through the design charrette yeah, the and the integrated process the old method sounds really inefficient and not not a lot of creativity communication involved just sort of marching orders so so in this old system, what happens if something changes along the way? The client decides uh, they don't like where the design is going or they have a new idea they want to institute? Well, in the traditional model, any new idea or change would have to go all the way back to the beginning of the design chain and follow it through architect, engineer, contractor, subcontractor, and typically it's kind of a, a big mess. So, and it gets really costly doing it that way. Yeah, that style could work maybe if you're building like a cardboard box or something, but not so much for the level of detail required to come up with an ultra efficient and truly sustainable design, which is what more and more, you know, progressive cities across the country and the world are, are mandating, really. Yes. And so the question becomes, how can we avoid these inefficiencies and institute a green building technique from the very beginning? We need to design that. A sustainability piece right up front? Well, it is called a design charrette, as we mentioned. Um, and Wikipedia defines it as an innovative, in, excuse me, an innovative <laughs> atmosphere in which a diverse group of stakeholders can collaborate to generate visions for the future. Pretty, uh, pretty high and mighty there. Um, the term charrette actually comes from the French word for cart or chariot. And 19th century design students in Paris would work right up until the semester deadline and then complete you know, even in, when necessary, the finishing touches to their project en charrette or in the cart um, that was delivering their materials for the final grade. So uh, I took that and my, my personal interpretation of the whole concept is that you need everybody in the chariot, in the cart, uh, holding the reins in order to make sure that your project is headed in the right direction. Sort of a mixed metaphor there, but I think it works. <laughs> so the the real challenge is figuring out who are the trustworthy team members that we want to have in the design chariot for our mm -hmm. mixed use projects. Right, and and for uh, most right for most projects, you've got your owner, client, um, architect, landscape architect, engineer, GC, subcontractors. But uh, for a larger multifamily project like the one that we mentioned earlier, you know we're talking about multiple investors, lenders. Um, neighbors, tenants, building managers, sustainability consultants, energy modelers, HVAC installers, even product manufacturers, if you're really going down you know, the design chain, they're somehow involved in the process as well. And to top it off, for all of, of every project, you've got uh, the city and their requirements and restrictions, as we talked about. That's a lot of stakeholders to get together in a room to fight it out, for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, but that's the, that's the goal get everybody on the same page. So, but now in the age of video conferencing, uh, that maybe that's a really good opportunity because we can get people to sit down a little easier. It's an easier option. Yeah. Uh, but the design charrette must go on somehow. <laughs> 
Yeah, and and clearly the, you know, the project manager, the design manager, is the one responsible for making these kind of decisions as to <clears throat> how and when to include everyone in the process. Um, you could have multiple charrettes. Uh, just saying, our our objective mm-hmm. really, you know, with the whole process is just to get that buy-in at the beginning to allow for the inclusion of some of these green building initiatives or mandates as it were. Um, You can institute some cost-effective systems, uh, next level water energy management systems to to help bring down the project's overall impact on the environment. Again, the goal. Oh, most definitely. Um, The integrated process depends on, as you say, good leadership, clear mission, and certainly an organized effort to carry it off from, from the project managers. So, but, you know, the goal here is to encourage independent, interdependent thinking, mapping out the overall vision, uh, scope for the project. And that requires a deft hand, a top-notch communicator, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and more and more, especially on these bigger projects, I would say that, you know, your team is growing. Like, you, you are having to do energy modeling. It's mandated now. You are having to do, you know, um, some of these uh, other processes on the front end. Um, so you got a bigger team. You need you need you know somebody who actually is managing that that project. Um, and it's interesting enough. I've read that the the green building space and, and noticed you know working here that, that the green building space has really become a great place for women to get their foot in the door when it comes to commercial construction and development, uh, which is great. Yeah, thankfully uh, there are plenty of opportunities for women, um, as, and we developers are stepping up in the sustainable building industry. I think that's really attracting a lot of uh, like-minded pe- women, and uh, so the goal is to hire good talent, male or female. Exactly. So currently, it is a very male-dominated world, and has been for many, many years. So uh, things are changing quickly, and it's not always that easy. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about how easy it will actually be to get, you know, clients, contractors, subcontractors bought in on some of these sustainability ideas, these green building techniques, when they may not be familiar with with any of the practices. I've worked on design projects where team moved too fast, the project goals weren't clearly defined. Uh, That's the huge problem for design and cost. And very top down, like we were speaking about before. So what do you see as the most important thing to communicate up front in the design trip? I mean, for me, project budget is the main thing to think about is a good place to come from. Cause if you coordinate with your whole team uh, about what's different and better actually about your project from the beginning, then you can actually use, as I mentioned, these sustainable methods, smart design, uh, you know, efficient construction ideas to save money. And, and I think that's really the best angle, honestly. That goes against traditional wisdom, that's for sure, about having to yeah. pay more for the green building up front. And, you know, it's a very scary thing. Uh, definitely scares off some traditional developers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and, and you're just now starting to see some of these really bigger institutional developers for these gigantic projects. Um, and they're focusing more on sustainability and, and not because of just the state and local regulations, but also because there are case studies that now exist um, that show that LEED uh, and Living Building Challenge and Energy Star, these building certifications can actually boost asset value and saleability and at the same time bring down construction costs to some degree. Great point. Good design collaboration in the initial design process sets the stage for more innovative design and better, more efficient construction later on. 
Um, there are a lot of ways to do that. Factory built prefab, modular, mm -hmm. using local or regional materials, energy efficient systems, water efficient systems, eco-friendly materials and technology to monitor and maintain it all. Yes. So we'll cover many of these emerging technologies and practices in more detail and talk about all the different programs for green building certification in later episodes. So stay tuned. Yeah. And, and our overall season one premise is this. Integrative design implemented effectively, kicked off with an all-important design charrette, equals cost savings. Um, there can be a slightly higher initial design budget or soft cost, as it were. Uh, but more and more houses, developments uh, that design above code actually position themselves to save money. That's a win-win. And so we're here to show you how to do just that. Spend a quarter up front, save a dollar at the end. <laughs> that's for sure. And uh, all that goes back to our people, profit, and planet definition of sustainability, right? Exactly. I love that. People, profit, planet. Um, as long as everybody's willing to say yes to that and, and to you know, incorporating some of these green building strategies, uh, put egos aside and work for really the success of the project itself, then you have the potential to find the most creative solutions, um, get as good ideas together at the beginning as possible. Um, but it's not always easy to get out everybody on board. I'm, I imagine what, what have you found is the main challenge when trying to implement the integrative design method, Ginger? Well, my experience working with people who are not familiar with this kind of new system, the green streamlined collaborative method uh, was sometimes extremely difficult. Uh, you have to kind of know how to, you know, work with people <laughs> really well. Uh, the current building system has been in place for over a century and we're asking them to change the methodology and all the methodologies that came immediately before them that, they're, that they understand. So sometimes you just get a lot of pushback, but I think overall, if you explain it well, uh, and you have a clear objective and a deft hand and people really start to understand where you're going with it. So, but you have to be very clear. And sometimes you can even write it into the subcontracts so that it's very clear everyone benefits from that uh, on-time project delivery, fewer variables, change orders, and extra costs. Yeah, it's, it's almost like the collaborative uh, communication version of the old carpentry <laughs> adage, measure twice and cut once, you know, get it all out of the way at the beginning <laughs> and make sure try. success. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I think it's also worth, you mentioned this at the beginning, but hammering home that um, no pun, pun, pun intended. It was. Um, <laughs> okay. I but when you're, when you're working in a collaborative environment, you actually give yourself a chance to learn from other creative thinkers in that space. And you end up with a, a better, more efficient idea um, and better, more efficient, more innovative ideas in the industry as a whole. Um, and we're going to continue to talk more in detail about specific cost-saving measures later on in the season. So definitely uh, tune in for that. Um, please go to our Facebook, go to our Instagram, um, subscribe. Uh, we welcome comments and questions. Uh, and please go to our website, sustainablehomesofthefuture.com. Uh, we want to interact with you, our audience, and, and hopefully learn from each other somewhere along the way. Uh, until next time, thank you, Ginger. Thank you, Ian. Looking forward to our upcoming episodes. I am as well. Uh, and thank you, fellow green building enthusiasts, for joining us at Building the Future, Green Building in the New Millennium. Uh, don't be afraid to get as many of your talented team members together as possible and have a design charrette at the beginning of your project 
for incredible results. We will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.